All right, welcome to episode 19, big 19 of Dow Talk. This is your one-stop shop for everything Dow's. I'm Tommy. And I'm Frisian. Let's get into it. Um, we're not starting with this, but uh, actually, yeah, let's start with it. Um, a little update from the Tally ecosystem. A uh, new uh, article went out literally about five minutes before we just pressed record on this episode. Title, Wu-Tang was a solid Dow Frisian. Uh, Frisian was editing this one, so he's been pretty hands-on with it. You want to give us just a quick like breakdown of what this is, and then we can move on to our weekly Dow news. The Reza, the Jezza, old dirty bastard, Inspector Deck. I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. I know a lot of you are as well, so I hope you get into this. Caden uh, is really awesome. He's like an amazing under-the-radar Dow builder. You should definitely follow him on Twitter. As you can see, he's a big Wu-Tang fan as well. It's a new article on Tali's Mirror where Caden breaks down Wu-Tang as a DAO. He goes through like the whole history. And uh, yeah, it's there's some great parallels there. Super fun, incredible memes. Must read. Absolutely. And um, while we're on Tali, um, we finished our last DAO NYC interview that went out for DAO Talk. So if you've been following along, you know, we have DAO Talk Weekly, which is what's happening right now. Um, and then we have a really, really awesome backlog of interviews from uh, DAO leaders, DAO contributors, DAO thought leaders, et cetera, in the space. We had a lot of uh, really good interviews back in June at DAO NYC, which is DAO NYC 2023 is fast approaching. But um, our last interview went out on Monday from that. That was with uh, Django from Juicebox. So definitely go check out that episode. It was a really good episode. And now moving forward. Don't worry, we're not going to stop with uh, the, the interview content. We will have two a week moving forward. Or actually, we're going we're gonna to be dropping to one a week moving forward. But um, the content's just going to get better. The production's going to get better. A lot of really awesome things coming from Dow Talk Studios TM. So keep an eye out for that. Those interviews will release on Monday. And then Dow Talk Weekly will be released on Friday. And then in between those, we'll have articles and newsletters coming out um, to fill your Dow needs in between. So... Virgin, is there anything else you want to, you know, drop from the tally side? Um, We have a few like product announcements, but I'm sure those will naturally arise because it kind of plays perfectly in with the news this week. Yeah, you can't stop the tally train. Can't stop the content guild train. You know, I recently invested in a ring light. Not sure. Not sure if you noticed everyone, but, you know, we're we're steady, steady upping our game. So more to come. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. You know, if uh, you are at all plugged in, in in the DAO space, there's really one big thing that has happened in the past week. Like one, it's been incredibly boring, as Frisian uh, tweeted this week. Monday to, to Wednesday um, was pretty dead on you know crypto Twitter and uh, just in general. But since then, a lot of the you know the takes and the articles and, and the, the discourse on Twitter has been around the Uki Dow situation. Which, um, if you're not familiar with that, I think if you're listening to that or to listening to this podcast, I think you are familiar with it, but um, short little overview, the CFTC fined uh, or filed a complaint against UkiDAO, um, which is like kind of, you know, the first real uh, litigation or proposed litigation against DAO members. And it kind of sets a scary precedent for, uh, you know, liability for DAO members and what, um, what, you know, what is the standard for, you know, who is liable, what is liable, what, you know, actions within the DAO are liable, just participating, voting, is it receiving an airdrop? Um, you know, these questions haven't really been answered, but this situation is so, um, 
you know, it's raising a lot of alarms in the space because it is going to set a precedent, uh, whether we like that precedent or not. And there's um, a lot of things we can unpack here in regards to, you know, like what this means. And then also, you know, what you can do moving forward as a DAO contributor and as a DAO creator. So Frisian, let's, um, I kind of just want to get your thoughts first on, you know, on, you know, like on a, on a, bird's eye view or 20,000 foot view, what does this look like for the DAO space? Um, why should people be concerned? Why should people not be concerned? And then after, you know, we have our like, you know, your little thought boy take, we can move into um, what, you know, we've done from a tally's perspective and what, uh, you know, who we're, we're partnering up with a lot of like the big players in the space, you know, the legal players in the space to um, help, you know, DAOs help DAO contributors um, protect themselves from liability. So, to reiterate, just start off with like, you know, what are your general thoughts about all this? Um, and then we'll move from there. They were really operating on a couple of premises. If you dig into the DAO and maybe some of like the statements that they've made in the past. One is that they can get away with doing illegal things because they're a DAO. And two, that using the word DAO makes them decentralized, um, which like if you look at Uki DAO, uh, they they actually had a page on Tally. Um, I think there's like two to three addresses that have ever voted in the DAO. So you know, DAO is probably a strong word for how the how the project was being managed. So the first thing I would say is like, irrespective of the precedent this sets, um, which is certainly concerning and something we need to focus on as a community. Like, I think it's important that when we use the word DAO, um, you know, we're we're talking about uh, we're talking about something that is meaningfully decentralized, and also um, also that uh, you know <laughs> that, like DAOs are not a get out of jail free card, right? So just know that. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know um, in the absence of like a, a corporate structure here, um, you know, it certainly leaves the door open for the CFTC to just say, look, like we're going to define this however we want. In this case, we're going to find it as an unincorporated association, and we're going to define the people in the association as anyone who's ever voted in the DAO. And that's a very scary prospect because while like we want our DAOs to be decentralized and we don't want to do illegal things, like you know, there there is a lot of gray area in crypto uh, in terms of like stuff where there's not clear regulatory guidelines. And so you could certainly see this as like an attack vector potentially for regulatory agencies when they see a DAO that's doing something that like may not be illegal per se, but it's something they don't like. And uh, they could just kind of maybe go after everyone who votes in DAOs. Um, so that's where I think folks are scared. I don't think this is the end of the world. Um, it's not the end of DAOs. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, really digging into uh, establishing appropriate legal frameworks for your DAO uh, when, when that makes sense. And also, um, yeah, really, really pursuing decentralization. I think this, this like uh, incident or this um, action by the CFTC really emphasizes the importance of those. So um, <clears throat> dig into Ross's thread for the real legal advice, uh, or at least like thoughts from a prominent lawyer in the space who also deeply understands crypto and also i think you can pop this up but uh we recorded a live twitter spaces with ross um and dennison the ceo of tally where we really dug into these 
in more detail. A couple other Web3 lawyers joined and spoke. Um, it was a really good time. So also feel free to listen to the spaces um, with with Ross and Denison and a few others kind of unpacking what this means and next steps for the space. Yeah, two things. First, you know, don't do illegal shit and you're probably going to be okay, right? I don't think this is necessarily, um, I mean, I think it opens up attack vectors for, you know, DAO regulation moving forward. However, I don't think um, this is so much an attack on, you know, DAOs as we know them and DAOs as we operate them, you know, for me and you version or people we know. Um, I think, I think there's even, I don't, I, I know we talked about in the space, but I think like they even kind of like taunted the CFTC. Um, you know, like begging them to come get them. You know, th- this is an unincorporated organization. So one, don't do illegal shit. Two, um, there are ways to incorporate, which is what you would do in a normal corporation, you know, form an LLC to protect yourself from liability. And that's why I think uh, everyone, or I know everyone should go read that Rosh tweet because he's going to say it way better than we can. We're not lawyers. And that's why last Friday when this news broke, we, like Frisian said, you know, had an emergency space with Ross and a lot of really awesome legal minds and lawyers um, and researchers came onto the space. You know, we really didn't talk that much. Frisian moderated it and we just let them, you know, kind of, you know, talk it out, debate it. And um, they provided some really awesome resources and, and Tally's going to be working with Ross and Ross's, um, one of his projects, CaliDAO, which does just what we said previously. It, it provides um, DAOs and contributors the ability to register their co- register their DAO as you know an LLC, a limited liability corporation, and it shields you from a lot of uh, or almost all regulation as it currently stands. And, and, you know, as more regulation pops up and in the future, you know th- that'll probably grow and that will change. But as as the landscape currently exists, this is the best tool you can possibly use. It's very simple. They've made it very simple, and it's very important. And um, Tally is going to be working with them to release, you know, a little collaboration where, you know, it's super easy or even easier than it is now to um, wrap your DAO with, you know, a legal, you know, entity that, and then again, is not viewed as, you know, something that's illegal within the eyes of the U.S. government because it is registered as a corporation. But I think, like you said, like a lot of this is new ground and a lot of this is unknown and scary. And uh I think all we can do in this situation is, you know, because a lot of it is unknown is, you know, do what um, reflects a lot of traditional businesses and uh, corporate structures in the U S um, and then go from there. I don't know if you have a follow up on that, but uh, it's just going to, I think it's going to be a long time before you, you know, kind of really figure out where Dow stand in the legal system. Because um, I think even something we always talk about in the space is we don't even really know, you know, what we don't know, you know, it's kind of just like we're, we're not making it up as we go, but kind of like it's such a nascent industry and such a uh, experimental time that it's kind of hard to regulate it if there's, you know, so much unknown, but it kind of makes it fun at the same time. But we continue on, you know? Um, Yeah, we build product. We create content to educate people. We do our best on decentralization and compliance. And uh, yeah, we keep vibing. It's all we can do, right? You know? Um, which I think like we're, uh, the sentiment as a whole has been, you know, pretty positive, you know, the day of it was pretty hectic or crazy around like the announcement. Cause I think that just comes with any announcement from the U S government around crypto, it's usually pretty negative. Um, but again, yeah, I just keep building stuff. Here's a tweet from Denison putting together uh, a run book on how to deploy a Cali Dow legal wrapper, which is, we just mentioned through your on-chain tally Dow using 
governor, which is, you know, what, you know, provides voting mechanisms within your DAO. If you're interested, let me know in the comments and myself or Ross can chime in. Yeah. If, if you're interested in this beyond just, you know, listening or, you know, using DAO talk as a way to stay up to date with it, go interact with Denison and Ross on Twitter. All of these will be linked either in the show notes or the DAO talk newsletter. Go subscribe to that at DAOTalk.substack.com. Nice little plug. Um, otherwise, like, we'll, we'll keep you updated as it goes on. And um, I think this is going to take a little bit of time to play out and we'll, we'll see how that, you know, how that goes. So a little, uh, tr- uh, really interesting thread from Chase Chapman at Chaser Chapman. Two types of DAOs will emerge over the next few years. You know, two. And I took this as this is not necessarily the only two that will emerge, in my mind at least, but it will be two that start to take, you know, front and center. Okay. DAOs that look like governments, first order organizations. This is kind of what we talked about last week with Vitalik's article, you know, what the different functions of DAOs with convex and concave decision making. And then two DAOs that look like companies, second order organizations. So we we talked about Vitalik's article in depth last week, so check that out. Um, but he makes the argument that DAOs are more like governing governments than companies, in the sense that DAOs like companies really are optimizing for regulatory compliance and just like really just being part of the overall nation state system, whereas DAOs can be their own sovereign entities. Um, and I like I agree with that take, but I also think it's not necessarily true for like all DAOs. Um, we've talked about you know how there are different types of DAOs. Some of the value propositions of DAOs that Vitalik outlined, like uh, concave decision making, uh, censorship resistance, incredible neutrality, some of them are more important for some types of DAOs than others. Um, I think this idea of censorship resistance, incredible neutrality um, in their sort of most extreme forms are more important for DAOs that are aspire to look more like governance, governments. And those DAOs are more likely to be sort of like base level infrastructure, whether those be DeFi protocols, layer twos, uh, blockchains like Ethereum, et cetera. And then there's going to be other DAOs that might be more like a social DAO or just like an internet native startup where it looks a little bit more like a company and it doesn't have this like full blown credible neutrality uh, and censorship resistance that you might expect from something like a Uniswap or something like a, an Aave or a MakerDAO or an Optimism L2 or an Arbitrum. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a really smart way to break it down. Like there's going to be some DAOs that look more like companies um, and we want those to be successful as well. And there can kind of be like an ecosystem that exists, right? Where you have DAOs that are really using the stuff that looks more like a country, like a Uniswap or a layer two. And then you have DAOs that look more like companies. And those are the ones that are really like maybe building some of the applications or communities on top of that base layer infrastructure. Yeah. Big, big overlying theme here. And she kind of ends it with this is like, it's not to say one or the other is better. It's that um, we need all different types, you know, uh, I'm personally, and I think Tally is like DAO agnostic. You know, we, we're not really set on like how your DAO operates. We just want more DAOs. We want more decentralized operations and, and different forms of all of that. And, you know, a lot of ones have not emerged. You know, we're still experimenting and figuring out, you know, the way Uniswap functions. It's not the way, you know, an NFT DAO might function, you know, with your friends or an investment DAO might function with your friends. And that's okay. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out what works best for each individual, you know, project and, and having the infrastructure to um, operate that 
that accordingly, right? Like some of the base level infrastructure is going to be the same in regards of like governance and, and voting mechanisms, but a lot of the other stuff is not in regards to like, you know, decentralization and, um, you know, consolidation of power within, you know, small working groups or hierarchies, et cetera. So exciting stuff, exciting stuff. All right. And, uh, news out of safe previously Gnosis safe, which, um, has spun out into safe DAO. Safe DAO has launched and they have launched their token, which is safe token, um, which is how they're going to govern their DAO. If you don't know what Gnosis safe is or safe, they, um, are responsible for, you know, a large, large, probably like the most, um, impactful part of, you know, DAOs, which is, you know, allowing, you know, decentralized custody of assets and treasuries within, you know, DAOs and they're starting to decentralize themselves. I think they raised like a a ton of fucking money a couple months ago to spin out and do this. Um, Virgin, any, any thoughts on this other than like, you know, this is, this is really cool to see from Gnosis or from safe. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to dig deeper into how they structured this down. I think they're doing a number of things differently um, or just like, I don't know, have kind of been thoughtful about the safe DAO design. Um, so uh, the airdrop is not, it, it like vests over time for everyone who's received it. Um, and then also the token is non-transferable at first. I think they're going to make it transferable later, um, but they kind of want to like establish this holder base before there is a liquid market for the governance token, which is super cool. Um, they spent a t- ton of time investing in legal, um, which is kind of like, the the subject we were just discussing around like entities and liability and like how potentially DAO contributors can be protected. Um, so they've been thoughtful about that. And then also I think they're using their own product a lot. Um, we'll talk about this more in a sec, but Tally is starting to support Gnosis Safe as a DAO tooling primitive. Uh, and I think, yeah, that Safe is definitely like using, um, like they're using features like uh, delegation for safes, which I think are like, newer and also not something like everyone uses or kind of like more advanced maybe power features of, of safe uh within the overall DAO governance structure um tally has a safe and we we got some uh airdrop tokens so we're going to delegate to ourselves and try to hang out and participate in governance so yeah excited to see another like promising DAO from a product that has a lot of adoption emerge okay two more things this week tally released a really awesome product feature called groups frisian this is this is announcement was kind of your your doing your your uh baby and it you know it flows right from uh safe because you know it works directly with safe tally has become the most popular platform for on-chain governance particularly for DAOs that use the open zeppelin governor framework for on-chain governance and token voting and we're super stoked about that. Like, we're really excited. We think we're super bullish on that whole ecosystem and want to continue to invest there. But the thing is, like, for some DAOs or for early DAOs or for people who just want to start DAOs and don't necessarily already have, like, a, an existing product, a, like, a engineering team, et cetera, et cetera, um, it's kind of a lot to start with, uh, with an open Zeppelin governor. And so we've built this, like more accessible DAO-ish product called Groups, um, Tally Groups. And they're designed to just basically let you like form a crew on the internet and start doing some governance with that crew, like start getting them involved in decision-making and then uh, 
you know, uh, fund fund the uh, fund the DAO and kind of make that funding and that kind of Ethereum based bank account transparent. So uh, you can create a group super easily, thirty seconds. You can invite members, you can manage members, export members to make like an allow list or another uh, like you know community gated product for them. You can do off chain governance and polls, and then you can create a NOSA safe and link a NOSA safe, and then like see all of the activity and resources and assets inside of that safe together. So it's just like a really quick and easy way to get started with like an online community and kind of move towards that DAO state. Um, so over time, we plan to create like a, a clear upgrade path from a group to a DAO on Tally that includes a governor. Um, and we think this is like a path that a lot of DAOs will take over time. So super stoked about this. You should hop in there and try it out. I think it's a really, really great way to get started doing DAO stuff uh, on Tally. Yeah, look, you don't you don't need to know Solidity. You don't need to know how to code at all. You really don't need much technical expertise at all. You need to know how to use a website. You need to know what you want your name of your DAO to be. And that's pretty much it, right? Um, Tally, like you said, is, you know, the on-chain governance tool. It is the one. It is, uh, you know, we can t- talk about that all day. Like, that's that's the, the bread and butter, right? But, like, you know, not everybody wants on-chain governance right away. You know, we think, you know, the majority of DAOs are going to move that way, which is what you said. Like the path is set for people. If you want to use groups, if you want to use something that is not on chain or doesn't use all of the, you know, fancy, um, web three tools, um, you can start here. Very simple. Uh, put, get your feet wet. If you don't like it, okay, whatever you can move on. There's, there's no, you know, overhead, there's nothing. But if you want to, you know, you start to grow and you want to add, you know, more awesome capabilities that, you know, Tally has, like it, it's super easy to do. It's, it's all going to be through Tally on Tally and then in, in the, the design process, it's going to be pretty seamless. So this is a first step in that journey. And, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably, you know, are part of a DAO or know how to start a DAO, but like this is a really good way to get um, your friends involved as well, even if they have no, you know, crypto experience. So really exciting stuff on the group's end and we'll keep you guys updated with that. And let's end with like a meme of the week, but not really a meme of the week. Um, Karate Combat is the first sports league to form a DAO. Um, so he says, we're going to trust you all to help us run the league. Let's see how this goes. Get your karate tokens for free by signing up at karate.com slash airdrop. That's pretty sweet that they have that uh, that URL, karate.com. So meme of the week, but also like kind of actually news. This is pretty sweet. Um, all I know is like Frigid and I might, you know, throw the fuck down. And uh, I think Dude. people would um, put money on me just because I'm bigger. But like, I don't know how to fight. And Frisian does, so I think you could be me. Dude, when when Frisian and Tommy in the cage, bro, bro, I love every single thing about this tweet. It's so fucking hilarious. Like, first of all, this is legitimate news. Like, this is an actual like real world organization forming a DAO, but it's also the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, which which is like classic crypto on like every level the video like you have to go look at this tweet if you're not looking at it now like the promo video for the karate like what's it called the karate league scroll up the karate what's the name of the org 
karate karate combat they're just doing like flying kicks they're doing the scene from like karate kid where they just like beat someone with like a stick while they're doing it while they're doing uh like they're hanging to do a pull-up it's so ridiculous there's backflips everywhere oh my god karate as the token name incredible incredible token symbol like Oh, oh my god i love it so much i really can't wait to see what happens here if you scroll down dennison has been talking with uh or i don't think he's he's in this one uh but dennison's been talking with uh with peter pan i think it was in a thread peter pan started but it's like um apparently they have like a white paper <laughs> that has math in it yeah yes yeah, scroll down to his tweets you have to go to like tweets because he just replied to it like yeah i haven't read it but apparently they have a white paper which is just yeah they have a white paper that has like math in it <laughs> yo this is legit <laughs> bro i love this oh my god i got, so I got kicked by a drunk guy once can it has a drop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah so can't wait to can't wait so to much. yeah i can't wait to see this um evolve all right there you have it meme of the week but also like really 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 you know news so you know that's kind of crypto in a nutshell right there well that's been episode 19 any closing thoughts my friend vision nah dude good times <laughs> good times good times yeah so again dow talk also has a um companion newsletter which comes out on mondays it is at dowtalk.substack.com. You'll get highlights of everything we've talked about today, along with links, tweets, et cetera. And then everything we don't cover because there is a lot that we don't cover. Um, you can see one day we'll show you the, the, the doc that we, uh, accumulate. Um, we post all the bonus links. Um, we highlight some community members, highlight stuff coming out of tally. Um, some really awesome memes. It's just a really good way to stay up to date, even if you are a hardcore listener to the podcast as well. So go subscribe to that, talktalk.substack.com. Subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube, um, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, we're really excited to keep growing with you guys. Um, we love talking to us each week. So Frisian, it's been an honor and uh, I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.